everyone. This is Dante. And I'm Beatrice. And this is Cheating on Fear. Welcome, everyone. Welcome back. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, so today, today we wanted to talk about something that is near and dear to Bee's heart. Oh, yes, it is. For so many reasons. And, okay, so before we go into the reasons, what is it that we're going to talk about today? Today we're going to talk about fitness. Mm Mm-hmm. And how important it is from an individual perspective and also when you are partnered. Okay. Yeah. So who's going to go first? Should I go first? Yeah, let's talk about, I mean, we've both, we both kind of had different, different histories with activities and sports and training and exercise. So why don't you tell me about sort of your history with all of that stuff? So... I did the kind of, in university, is, I mean, I did sports all through high school. You're not going to tell me about what you did in high school? I think you did some pretty cool shit in high school. Okay, so, (laughs) in high school... Did you play sports when you were a kid? Not really. No. No, because my family had a cottage, and so summertime was going to the cottage, not doing sports stuff every weekend. I see. And my family wasn't... No, but even, like, pickup and stuff like that. I mean, we grew up in the 70s. They didn't have, like organized sports and shit. No, and, and we didn't, we didn't, we weren't a big hockey family. So like oh, I played okay. road hockey, mm-hmm. but I never like was on a team. I knew how okay. to ice skate, but like it was never. It's a lot of like pickup. Right. Right. Okay. So it wasn't really until high school that I got a chance to kind of like do extracurricular type sports mm-hmm. as part of school. Mm-hmm. I was really little. I know. In in high school, I started grade <laughs> nine and I was like four foot eight. Oh, yeah. And I... I'm still four foot eight. I, no, I'm just kidding. Okay. Actually, I, 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 I hit four foot eight at... Yeah, you're a bit bigger than four foot eight. I, I hit know, four I, foot eight at like... Man, what was I in like fifth or sixth grade? Uh-huh. And then I didn't grow until 10th grade. So was it one of those things where you're like the tallest in the class for a couple of years? No, and then, never. No, I was, never, I was never. never the tallest. No. I was like normal until and then everybody grew past and then everybody you. just kept growing and i stopped <laughs> don't you hate that shit yeah it's so like... i had a science teacher mm-hmm. who who was a wrestling coach in and, high school, in high school. Mm-hmm. and you know these coaches they're always looking to fill it, especially in wrestling trying to fill out all the weight classes right? yeah and he's like you're little you can be the like 105 pound weight class or something like they that. do it by kilos well, it was pounds then. Oh, was it but, pounds then? Yeah, okay. But, but here in Canada, yeah, I guess now it's it by kilos. kilos. Yeah, yeah, it's by kilos now. Um, uh, just take your weight in, in pounds and divide it by two point two, and you get your kilos. Okay, that's too much math. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody has a calculator on their phone, anyway. Yeah, but I don't have a calculator while I'm talking. All right. So I did wrestling, and then that kind of got me into the sports of the school, and I, I I joined the swim team and did that for a bit, and then what was your event? What was your stroke? Uh, well, they kept trying to put me in the 100 meter IM, the individual medley. Okay. So it would be 25 meters of, of like each 25 meter length was a different stroke. Okay. So it was supposed to be front, back, breaststroke and butterfly. Okay. And then they put me in the 50 meter butterfly, which is basically me just not drowning for 50 meters. (laughs) It's it's such an awkward, hard stroke. Whoever swims like that, no one. Michael Phelps, because he... Yeah, but it's an event, but it's an event, but nobody swims like that in real life. It's fucking weird. Okay. It, it's a hard... I could still tell you everything they told me how to do to swim that, and I could do it. I wasn't very good, but but in a lot of these 
uh, team sports where you compete individually, mm. there is like an accumulation of points right. based on your placing. And mm-hmm. so for the overall team, it was good, even if you did shit. Right. Um, and then my high school, I moved to a new high school. I was waiting for it to be built. And uh, I moved to that high school and we were there doing something. And around the track, there were these pits of sand with a rubberized track running between two pits kind of like a high jump pit mm-hmm. except there was a like a a dugout at in the in the in the track with a metal box in it right like a little ramp and i asked my wrestling coach what that was and i think we were out there running laps for wrestling and he's like oh that's for pole vaulting i'm like can can we can we do pole vaulting that sounds cool so he he got some funds and bought some used poles and you guys didn't have any poles before that no we had nothing so this conversation between you and your wrestling coach like essentially started the pole vaulting program at your school yeah i mean program's kind of a generous word <laughs> it's not like we were sending scouts out around you didn't have pole vaulting and then you did that's yeah. a program and like we would have to drag the high jump mats out and the high jump standards which were way too low i mean when you first start pole vaulting they're they're enough yeah but it doesn't take long before you start exceeding that so you didn't have the the proper crash mats for that oh my yeah that, i mean high jump ones were fine yeah but you had to put because like with high jump it's flush and with with pole vaulting the mats are oh. almost kind of like a u-shape okay. because the, you, the they want to make sure that if you fall to the side you're yeah. covered right so we would have to put smaller it was anyways it was a ton of work mm-hmm. but as a result, I, like I, I learned a little bit about nutrition and fitness mm. in so much as training for those different, like some were winter sports, some were summer sports in high school. So I was kind of active all year round. Mm. And they hit my growth spurt and I grew like four inches a year Wow! for like three years until I got to like Holy my current shit, height, eh? just under like a couple inches under six feet. So it was, it was a big, it was a big change. That's a big time for you. Uh, and then I went off to university mm-hmm. and I couldn't do any of the sports that I, that I had been doing in high school because they only had them at a, at a different campus from where I was. I see. And you could only do it at the varsity level. You couldn't, which means like you had to compete for the university's team. Oh, okay. They couldn't just go. There was no and, like intramural. No, there was like no that. just, hey, I want to. I like, mean, pole vaulting is kind of a. <laughs> That's a, that's a lot of setup for just, hey, let's just see who's yeah. the best on campuses. So, so um, but I started working out. I wanted to stay active. And mm-hmm. so I started working out in the university's gym. So what were you doing? So what year was that around? <sighs> that was 96. Okay. So what were you doing then? Were you doing like... Arnold Schwarzenegger it was, it, bodybuilding. Yeah, it was it was the it was the typical sort of like two muscle groups a day, <laughs> right. three days a week. Back and buys, yeah, chest, chest and tries. Tries. Yeah. yeah, legs and back. Or legs and legs. shoulders or something oh, like right. that. Oh right. Right? Like that was that was the way I did it. And alternating calves and abs. Yeah, right. Yeah. And 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 you know, I had people who were studying like kinesiology or whatever who were also personal trainers or whatever you putting together programs friends? not really oh. i mean not who in, wants to be friends with kin people yeah kin people are weird they're so bossy yeah thanks b you think they know everything <laughs> so so i um so i did that and, I, and that was basically my training style from like 1996 until like 2018 like so for but but there were other activities that you which I think that's the first misconception is that if you're not inside of a gym doing something, then they don't really consider that training. But there were other activities that you got involved in. 
was there? Like diving and oh, climbing. Right. Yeah, yeah and I mean that, that that other hiking. sort of that other kind of functional stuff. Yeah, because I mean after university and after my graduate degrees and starting um, companies, expedition type stuff out this way. <laughs> careful with that. Yeah. Um, there was more of like a functional aspect, and 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 of course as you get older too, right? Like your training goals change. Like mm-hmm. for a large part of my thirties. My training goal was just don't get flabby, train train <laughs> enough so that you can eat pizza whenever you want, right? Uh-huh. Like that kind of. I think all of, of us have gone through the "I'm just doing this so that I can eat whatever the fuck I want" phase. Yeah, right? yeah, it's that maintenance like just phase, keep right? Me, just keep me from falling over the edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, how did that change when you had kids? Well, I was still able to make time to to go to the gym but it became harder to fit that in between mm-hmm. working like being self-employed and and the, and the 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 way that that the way you have to try and balance your life to make that up to make that work mm-hmm. combined with the responsibilities of being a parent there was a lot of switching off and and there's quite a few gyms around us here where there's childcare facilities mm-hmm. built in and you pay a fee and stuff and so it it, it eventually towards the end of like my regular gym going days kind of morphed into like a family sort of outing right right the 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 kids would go into into the the child care which had all sorts of programs so they're active and doing stuff and then you know me and my ex would go do our various workouts however that would right. and when i would go and do it by myself like you know 10 15 minute drive to get to the gym uh the, you know an hour hour and a half of training mm-hmm. you know half hour of showering and whatever and then driving back like it was over two hours mm-hmm. to go to go work out and it wasn't like and i was okay i mean you this is around the time that i'm you know that i met you mm-hmm. and so you know i wasn't in horrible shape you liked me enough but <laughs> no you were very far from being in horrible shape yeah but i wasn't at my potential on on where i could be mm-hmm. at that point mm-hmm. and so then what so then, are we just gonna go all the way to the end of me, and then? Do you want? Do you want to? Do you want me to go, and then we can merge it at the end? Yeah, because I think okay. I think your story now is kind of relevant to ha- okay. to where I went after that. All right. Okay. So go ahead. <laughs> um, so how did you start training? B? You know, it's interesting because when I when I was starting to put some thoughts together for this episode, I started going through my history with different activities and different types of training. And I was like, wow, like there, there's, it's a pretty extensive history. So, um, I started out, I started dance when I was seven years old. I started doing tap and you would have been adorable. I was super little seven year old <laughs> bee running around. <laughs> I was very cute. Yeah. I want there, there was a, like a local sort of like a local talent show that was televised every week. And, I would watch it every week and that's all I wanted to do was dance oh, yeah? on TV. Yeah. It was like, it was super, super cute. And I just wanted that. I would just wait every week to watch the dancing numbers. These kids <laughs> like getting up and, <laughs> and doing their tap numbers or, and so my parents signed me up for dance when I was seven and I absolutely loved it. And I think a year later, you totally took to it. I loved it. And a year later I started jazz as well. Okay. And then a couple of years after that, I started ballet. And so I was doing... Like the full, like doing points. I didn't start with points, but I I was doing 
like slipper ballet and then and then moved and then I was doing slipper ballet and point. Do you have to like break in your shoes and do all that kind of stuff? It's um <laughs> it's it's amazing. I love watching live ballet. It's mm-hmm. it's absolutely stunning to me. Because I know what's involved. Mm-hmm. And you have to I mean, you have to bind your toes and you almost have to like toughen them up. Mm-hmm. And there's like I, I mean, it's been a year, a couple of decades since I've had I don't think it's changed but, much. But like you have toe cups and all kinds of different things. And you have to literally train yourself um, to take that beating. It is it is very, very difficult. It looks amazing. Yeah. It's so much harder than it looks. Yeah. And so I have a real appreciation for like Misty Copeland and and ballet dancers like that that are just, they're just unbelievable. Right. Um and their and their poise and their strength and and the male the male ballet dancers that get a lot of shit from a lot of people, um, they're unbelievable too. Their strength they're they're, so they're like strong. they are like gymnasts. Yeah, With, to music. Yeah, to classical music. It's unbelievable. Anyway, so so I did dance for a long time. I for eleven years till I was eighteen years old, and then I went off to university, and I didn't have that anymore. And that was something, I think this happens to, I, I wasn't, I was horrible at sports. Just terrible. All sports or just all team the sports. sports? No, all of them. So. All of them. Balls I flying at you. Nope. I couldn't throw a ball. I couldn't catch a ball. I couldn't, I couldn't kick a ball. I couldn't bounce one. I couldn't hit a moving target. I couldn't hit a stationary target. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I would like brain people in the cerebellum throwing a Frisbee. Like I was just horrible, horrible at this, at all of it. Gym class was absolutely painful for me i hated it i hated it and everybody i was like one of those last picked nobody wanted me on their team well because you were decapitating people with it was terrible like i remember once in high school like we um we were playing soccer in gym class and they didn't want me on the field because i was absolutely useless so they put me in net and then i had like you know that was in high school where i had ring silver rings on every finger because you know whatever <laughs> and it didn't occur to me to take them off for gym class cuz that would have been yeah and somebody kicked a ball and i don't know how to stop anything and so it jammed all four of my fingers into my hand and a couple of the girls that did play sports like were running up to me removing my take your rings out take your rings because my my fingers were swelling so fast that right. they were afraid that if they didn't get my rings off they wouldn't come off at all <laughs> and i ended up going to luckily we had a hospital right next to our high school so that was really helpful super lucky yeah so i was just like i was a dance girl i was not a sports girl i just did not and it's so interesting when i look at now um the the training that's really really beneficial for women and sort of the conventional wisdom at the time there were a lot of my fellow um ballerinas that were doing track and a lot of cardio and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and i remember my ballet teacher being really super opposed to them doing anything other than ballet no she actually like she would advise all of us you want to get in better shape you want to get strong lift weights and we were all horrified we're like, what? Like, that's what boys do. Like, we don't... How are you going to stay skinny if you're lifting weights? Right. But it was, you know, so... But she would, like, actively discourage girls from running and doing track and cross country and stuff like that. She would be like, no, that's not that's not good for your joints. It's not good for your body if you want to do something else. But here, let's bind your feet and shove them in these tiny I shoes. Know, know. That's better for your body. But that's tradition. Right. Yeah. So, um, so then I went off to university and... Um, that 
all of that dance stopped. So by that t- by the time I had finished high school, I was dancing probably five nights a week. So it was a lot of dance. And then all of that immediately stopped and I went off to university. And um, from September to December, I mean, I was living away from home. It was a new environment. I wasn't dancing anymore. And I, um, I was, it was really, really unhealthy for me. I was eating really poorly. And like I a lot of people who go off to school. Yeah. Because you mean, were away from home, right? I was away from home right. at the time. And I came home at Christmas time. And my mother, who's always struggled with her weight, was she, she had a really hard time hiding her reaction. Like, holy shit. Like, what have you been doing? Did you blow up or were you super scared? Yeah, no, I blew up. I yeah. blew up. And for my mother, who has been overweight most of her life and struggled with her weight most of her life, for her to say that to me, I was like, oh shit, it must be bad if if this... So, um, like shame so often does, when I went back to university after Christmas, I started um, over-exercising mm. and starving myself and I actually developed... Um, an eating disorder. So I was doing aerobics two, maybe three times a day Mm -hmm. and then not eating hardly at all. Um, So so then I went way too far the other way where I was super, super skinny. So was that anorexia? Yeah. Yeah. So just not starving yourself. Just Just starving myself and over-exercising and just complete anxiety about eating too much food or... Or anything like that, and and a couple of my friends staged a little bit of a an intervention mm-hmm. where it was like you need to stop whatever it is you're doing. You knock need to stop it off. Knock it the fuck off. Yeah. Like it's not it's not cool. So so then um, I I kind of was taking some time to self reflect and and I, I you know I understand that that eating disorders are one of those things that you kind of even if you can move forward from it it's the specter of it is always there mm-hmm. in the background mm-hmm. i think with that anxiety about your weight and your looks and and your body and that's when i discovered uh, lifting weights okay so that was like early 90s that i discovered okay. lifting weights and, and what kind like what was your I was doing bodybuilding I was routine. doing bodybuilding style so like Same Olympic Olympic style stuff no 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 like not like powerlifting or like Olympic lifting but like same thing Arnold Schwarzenegger bodybuilding two body parts a day or a five day split where you're doing one body part a day mm-hmm. and my I think that was one of the that was one of the first times where I was like wow I since I since I had stopped dancing, that was the first time I started feeling good about myself again mm-hmm. and feeling good in my body and really feeling that was the first time that I discovered that I had some control over what my body looked like without hurting myself. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Um, where I could make positive changes and, and achieve a certain look and feel without, without doing negative things to myself, starving myself. So, um, I did that for a few years. I actually did a couple of, uh, fitness competitions. Yeah. I just saw the picture from one of them, <laughs> some pictures from one of them yeah. yesterday, the day yeah, before. Yeah. My mom found them. Oh my. Um, yeah. I did a, 
I did a Miss Fitness Ontario and I came in third and so that qualified me for the national competition and I just missed the top 10 of that one. Oh man. So yeah. Um, it was cool to see, what were you, 21 there? 23? 23. Yeah, 23 year old B, eh? Yeah. <laughs> wow. And you know, I, I learned a lot during that time, the time that I, you know, I was, I was training at a 24 a hour gym in, in Toronto at the time and there was a lot of competitions going on the 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 bodybuilding scene was huge and um so i I learned a lot some of it wasn't so healthy but some of it was very healthy you started to learn how how to how to train and how to diet down and how to do the things you needed to do and this was like what mid late 90s something like Like that mid 90s yeah mid 90s yeah yeah yeah. i can imagine a lot of fluorescent (laughs) a lot of baggy velcro there was weightlifting pants there were a lot of they weren't velcro they were like um you know like like the soft jogging material they looked like mc hammer pants yeah pretty much yeah yeah they looked like that yeah 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 and uh everybody was like sitting at the bar at the like juice bar after training like drinking metarex shakes and stuff like that with <laughs> some cra- they used to call it metarex, like liquid eh? gold metarex do you remember that yeah, that shit yeah i remember yeah so um that was that was what drove me to go back to university and i got into the kinesiology program so had you i had did gone, you drop out of school so right after high school i had gone to university for business and it just was not my thing so mm-hmm. i I left there and thought I'm going to work for a little bit and just, you know, kind of see what I need to, what I need to do. And after I had been in this world for a couple of years, I was like, this is what I want to pursue. I want to learn more about this. So I went, um, I got into the kinesiology program and started, started working away on that. And that was just a whole other world, like anatomy, physiology, um, like, what's like, the definition for kinesiology? Kinesiology is the science of exercise. So it looks at activities effect on every system in the body. So um, we look at anatomy, which is the organization of the human body, physiology, how the human body works, biomechanics, so that's forces and how they act on the body, and um, just different... Um, you know, we looked at like the effects of exercise on cardiovascular health and all that kind of stuff. And it, 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 that was just, that just lit me on fire with all that kind of stuff. And that's, yep. Well, just cause Ken, when I was in high school, there were a couple of kids that went on to study kinesiology and they were like the jock types, the super sporty ones that I don't, and they I never probably didn't graduate. From well, there. I didn't know what they were going to do with that. Like, it, it seemed like it was the path to being like a physiotherapist or. Which is really hard to do, by the way. You kind of say that like it's like it's being a used car salesman. It's a lot harder than. Yes. <laughs> sure. It's a lot harder than what I had to do. <laughs> well, a lot no. more studying. Um, but that kind of, that got me going. And then I, then I, um, I thought, you know what? I want to help other people sort of discover this. Mm-hmm. So um, there was a, a certification to be a personal trainer. Okay. And you could take this, you could take the entire course and then write the exam at the end, or you could pay a lesser fee and just write the exam. And Were you cheap or did you do the whole course? Well, I was cheap and I knew a lot more shit. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take the exam. So 
and you had to get an 80 to pass. Okay. So I signed up to take the exam. I took the exam and I got my certification. What did you get? Over 80. They didn't tell oh, me. They, don't they didn't tell, you? tell me. Yeah, they just said you, you know, you passed. You so, passed. Cool. So then I started my own business, um, training people. Okay. And and that was kind of fun too because the certification that I had um, provided opportunities for you to take workshops and stuff to do different things with your clients. So I took a kickboxing workshop and a yoga workshop, and it was kind of cool learning about all the different things. And I thought it was cool that they had like continuing education for trainers so that they didn't get stale and just kind of make people do the same thing all the time. Right. Um, but that, that ended up being a little bit harder than I thought it was going to be. You mean like training people was yeah. harder because people are shitty? Well, they don't want to do stuff. They just want the results. <laughs> <laughs> they want a miracle pill or yeah. a diet or a five minute exercise daily that yeah, they can do they, to they, get shredded. They want to abuse themselves for a couple of decades and then they want you to walk in and fix it in a month. And it's just, it was, it was in really, really frustrating. Mm-hmm. So I, I okay. had to, I had to do an about face and go in a different direction. However, it didn't dampen my, my love for training. And, but then I was, I had my own kids and just like you, it changes. Yeah, shit changes. And, and especially if you're the one that's pregnant. That wasn't me. No. You no. you weren't the one that was pregnant. No, no. So surprise. So that spoiler was a, alert. That was actually a really really hard thing for me. I know that a lot of women really enjoy being pregnant, or they say that they enjoy being pregnant. I did not enjoy being pregnant. You were a small person. Yeah, I, and I'm short waisted. <laughs> yeah. So I looked like I everywhere I went, I looked like I had stolen a basketball. And yeah. um, well, I mean, and I'm sure that you were carrying like. 20% of your body weight yeah. in those kids. It was right? really hard. It was a big increase. To it was have. hard. And there and so the things that I was used to doing, um, I wasn't super able to do a lot of the stuff. Um, with my second baby, I discovered prenatal yoga. And that okay. was kind of the first time I started doing I started doing yoga. And in between my two babies, when I was when I was postpartum with my first child, I'd had a cesarean section. I had two cesarean sections actually. Okay. But um that that was very, very difficult. The recovery on that was really, really hard. So as soon as I was cleared, um, I started um doing stair climbing and stuff like that. Where where I lived, there were a lot of um stairs available to go like 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 200, two, 300, two, 300 steps. stairs. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and so that was like a new activity for me where I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. This yeah. is really helping a lot of things. It was it, strengthening my abdominal muscles again. And like, it was really, it's cardio without the annoyance of running on a treadmill without the, without the impact. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so then like I said, through my pregnancies and in between pregnancies, I started doing a lot more yoga and stairs and things like that. My gym had the same where you could drop your children off. Um, but that wasn't always the most convenient thing to do if they didn't have enough spaces or anything like yeah. that. And it was still a long time. And so so that was tough. And then in 2006, I discovered a little thing called CrossFit. And was they, it called CrossFit then? It was called CrossFit. So they'd already, the guy, the founders had already kind yes. of established the yes. program. I, yeah, I believe it was 2004. Okay. They kind of launched it. 
And it was very, very new at that point and not very mainstream. Reebok hadn't gotten a hold of it yet. There was mm-hmm. no CrossFit games. There was no, no rogue, rogue affiliation. Yeah. There was nothing like that. They basically, they put out a journal every month that you could download and print out. And they had the headquarters website and the affiliate websites where you could go and, and look up training to do. And it, it seemed so unbelievable that you could train this way and actually get anything done in such a short period of time. Yeah, I mean, this, this is one of the things that, that attracted me to your training style mm-hmm. when we started to talk more about this and I started to ask you questions because, I mean, obviously I'm impressed with your physique and, and what you've been able to accomplish. Well, thank you. And and I wanted to know it like if it would be possible. And you were very good about. You weren't like the typical CrossFitter, because the joke is like, how do you know if your friends are doing CrossFit? The don't they'll, worry, they'll tell you they'll that they're doing you. CrossFit, right? <laughs> yeah. Like it has this kind yeah. of reputation of being having almost like a cultish following. Like people who are proponents of CrossFit are like vocal about yes. that. And recently, you know, that's changed the, a little. The, the deaffiliation with the with the founder and stuff. It's been made some he, controversial remarks. Yeah, and, he, and he stepped down. And and I know a couple of people who own CrossFit boxes and after it all went down they were very vocal about how they've had issues for years because some of these some of these crossfit crossfit box owners were females and the issues that they were having with headquarters were just it was like a rough rough thing so we'll see what the future of crossfit holds but as a modality so so crossfit is the branding name but what's the style of training that crossfit Uh, effectively is basically functional training and high you know High, uh, interval training, high impact interval training, yeah. hit training, hit training. Okay, um, where there's there's different protocols where you put together, you know, a lifting exercise, um, a metabolic exercise, and maybe a gymnastic exercise. And gymnastic meaning moving your body in space. Right. Moving your body weight in space. It doesn't have to be the parallel bars. Or, so like a like a burpee. A burpee or, well, that's actually, that's more of a metabolic Is it? Okay. Um, movement, but like push-ups or dips or pull-ups right. or, you know, the, or air squats. Like those would be, you know, kind of moving your body in space and, and creating some body weight strength that way. So that was something I, I started out doing in 2006. And I actually, I remember asking to meet with one of my physiology professors and sitting down with him and saying, can like, like what do you does think this, this actually work? Yeah. And he was like, he was doing all and has done all of the cutting edge research um, on HIT training and how amazing it is. And the, the, the ability to create physiological improvement in short periods of time with very intense exercise is a really, really effective modality, mm-hmm. especially when the number one reason that people give to not exercise is lack of time. Yeah, and that, uh, honestly, that was what... I loved about it, and you were, and we'll talk about it. But you were really smart about the way you introduced me to this because we didn't just go from like gym three times a week with you know muscle groups to CrossFit. No, there was kind of some in between steps. In between, yeah. But yeah. one of the things that I loved about it was that in the span of fifteen or twenty minutes, mm-hmm. I get a really good full body workout, strength training, and cardio, mm-hmm. and 
my results changed dramatically oh, absolutely. as yeah. uh, you know once once that became kind of the way that I started to train yeah so it 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 revolutionized how I trained what I looked like how I felt and I'm so happy that I bumped up against it because a few years later um I started practicing Brazilian jiu-jitsu and I maintain to this day that I didn't start jiu-jitsu till I was 40 years old. Mm. You know, they th- there's a saying like, when's the best time to start jiu-jitsu? When you're 10 and today. Yeah. Like, um, now and 20 years now ago. Now and 20 years ago. And um, I really feel like the, the years that I had done CrossFit before starting Brazilian jiu-jitsu made it a really smooth transition. Because I was used to putting out high levels of effort for short periods of time. Right. And it that's sort of the same thing when you're rolling or when you're training uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is that you're using 100% effort to get to a certain place and then, you know, taking a rest and moving on to the next person. So so that and and then um it, it's it's amazing how cyclical all of this stuff <laughs> seems to be, you know. Um because I kind of, I had moved away from yoga because I was like, I was doing the CrossFit thing and the jiu-jitsu thing and I was thinking, you know, I'm all badass and all that sh- kind of shit. And doing those types of exercise, it makes you, like, my hips were super tight, my shoulders were super tight, I had sustained a couple of injuries, a neck injury, um, where I had a herniated disc at C4, and that was brutal. Like, th- there was stuff that I experienced with that that I'd never had happened to me in my life and that I, you, that shoulder tightness that that you mm-hmm. is that related to this yeah i i think so i think i think you know jujitsu it <laughs> I mean, I it's great be... for a lot of things but like it it makes you you have to purposely improve your flexibility with jujitsu because if you don't like it's you're going pretty hard it's it's hard on your joints if you're not like you show me that hip switch arm bar the other day yeah and holy shit like you're like stretched way the fuck out as a person doing oh, yeah, from yeah. side control to that arm bar it's yeah. just like you gotta get that your leg around their head and you're like what yeah. is this? like it's not an it's not a natural pose to be in no but if you put me in an americana i will tap so fast because because your shoulder is just my really, shoulders just yeah. suck i have no i'm no and was that i guess what i'm getting at was that before jujitsu, no. your shoulders no, weren't like no, that. No, 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 no. That's a yeah. result of jiu-jitsu. Yeah. yeah, and so I was noticing, you know, my neck and my shoulders and my hips, and you were, you know, I was having some flexibility issues, and then I found hot yoga, and man, spending ninety minutes in a hundred and six degree room, just stretching the fuck out, mm-hmm. like at the end of a week of or a couple of weeks of jujitsu and CrossFit, was just like a whole other that was like that was like therapy man yeah yeah there there were actually sometimes during hot yoga when we were doing shavasana and stuff like that where i would actually weep like i would actually cry the pose where you're lying on your back with yeah. like your palms up and you're just kind of like yeah. just chilling yeah. yeah i i would actually cry just because like it was such a relief to have that to have that release, that mm-hmm. muscle release and, and the breath and all that kind of stuff. And it was like, I'm so glad that I'm 
sweating this much so nobody can, nobody can see, see that i'm cr- bawling my tears eyes out. rolling yeah, down your face yeah, yeah just streaming down so <laughs> um and then you know um and then i met you yeah. and you actually introduced me to a couple of of different activities and mm-hmm. um i'd gone diving with you and you're such a strong swimmer like it's it's really impressive no matter how many times i try to put sharks in between you and me um <laughs> You, well, I, that was the I joke, right? For. When you did that to me, when you like put me between, <laughs> we were, were snorkeling in the Galapagos on like a surface interval resting sort of bit. And I showed you the sharks and the sharks were getting agitated. They were just harmless little white tips, but there's too many people around. So they're starting to get nervous. And I just felt myself being like pushed. gently pushed in front. of. And I look back and I was like, I, seriously, what are you, what are yeah. you doing? I know. And you totally could have been like, I'm going to go. And, well, and then, we got to the, as, then we got to the surface and I was, I was talking to you and, and you, and I'm like, you know, I can swim faster than you, right? Like all I, I got to do is just. At the time just, it was just about buffering. That's, yeah. that's all that was about. But we did start, um, you introduced me to indoor climbing yeah. and like, what a great, like what an amazing workout! That yeah, is. like lead climbing rather than than like bouldering and stuff like that. Yeah, but it's yeah, a, yeah. that's that's an awesome full body workout, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and you really you kind of tax your muscles to fail on that, right? Well, and 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 this is the thing: once you're good at it and your technique is solid, it's not as taxing. But mm. I I actually went climbing with a girlfriend of mine who you want to talk about dance and stuff. This girl looks like a ballerina. Mm. Going like heading vertically, mm-hmm. she's amazing to watch. And uh, one of the things I love about climbing is that the other person is is doing ropes for you. Yeah. So they're always engaged, and I, I like that. But um, she would watch me climb, and she's actually married to a jujitsu player, mm-hmm. and she was like mocking me but she was like you jujitsu people you just like muscle everything i'm like we're not supposed to we're not just... supposed to muscle it's supposed to be no, technique it's supposed to be technique but yeah. we just yeah we just like oh i got my grip strength i can just rely on that so so we started yeah. we started doing some stuff we started climbing together that became one of the things that we started doing yeah and stairs stairs you introduced me to the idea of running mm-hmm. up and down stairs mm-hmm. which sucked but is awesome all at the same time <laughs> yeah and then I had a conversation with you about kind of my training goals. Right. What I wanted. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be, I wanted a bigger chest because <laughs> uh-huh. my legs were always good from the you sports I did really and stuff nice like legs, that. Yeah. Like I never had problem getting my legs where I wanted them, but my upper body never was where I want. I, I basically, you used to play soccer too, didn't you? Did you forget about not, that? Yeah, but just like recreationally, oh, okay, not, okay. not like on anything. Oh, okay. Yeah. You just have all the jerseys. Yeah. I, I collect soccer jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> from, from the countries we go to because uh-huh. I love I love that. Mm-hmm. International soccer is kind of my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I basically I wanted to fill out a t-shirt nicely. Because yeah. I, I love t-shirts and I've got a lovely little collection going. And now they love going. you back. And now they love me back. I just kind of wanted like the sleeves to be a little bit stretched around my biceps. And I wanted to, to for, for my chest to be visible. Right. Right. That's all I want. You didn't want moves. No. Right. And I never in all my years of training had ever got my chest anywhere near where I want. My shoulders were okay and, and my back was fine. Like, But I just never got the front of me where I wanted it to mm-hmm. be. Mm-hmm. So you introduced me to, uh, was it like a training program? Yeah, the five by five. The five by five, which is yeah. which was great, and it was actually such an awesome. Inter- and this is why I think you were super clever about this because it was such an awesome introduction <laughs> into the types of movements that that are important in CrossFit. Mm-hmm. 
And it was a way for me to increase my size and strength and strength in a in a structured way using what like olympic lifting techniques yeah right? so the five by five how that works you have um there's squats that you mm-hmm. do um yeah like back squats mm-hmm. which is where the bar is across your shoulders deadlift mm-hmm. um row mm-hmm. and was there was there bench too Did i feel like bench? there was a bench oh no no, no it was a shoulder press shoulder press shoulder yeah. press and so you would, there was an, a day A and a day B and you would cycle through those and basically increase your weight every time. And it was a great way to sort of transition you from, you know, your three day split mm-hmm. that you'd been doing for what, 15 years? Yeah, for a long time. For a long time. I mean, not, not religiously three days a week, but... Well, but, your work would take you away and, yeah. and parenting and stuff like that. But, but that was pretty much your MO for, yeah. for, um, for that time. And then we transitioned you through the the five by five for a little while. And it's great because you learn those movement patterns are super, they're, they're functional compound movements. And what I mean by compound is, is incorporating lots of muscle groups all at once and functional meaning it achieves some kind of, um, movement goal. So, Mm -hmm. you know, and those, and Olympic moves would be, would be included in those too. Like, so, like a like a snatch, for example, is like basically getting a barbell from the floor to over your head in one movement. Right. Right, that kind of stuff. So that's a, a functional movement. Deadlift is a pretty functional movement. Most people, when they hurt themselves, when they hurt their backs lifting something, you ever heard, lift with the legs, lift with the legs. That's what they mean. Like use a, use a deadlift type movement where you're not lifting with your lower back. Right. You're, you're straight. Your back is relatively straight and you just lift with your legs because... Your quadriceps are quite literally the strongest muscles. Yeah, in your, your body. lower body has some of the biggest muscles in it. Yeah. Right? yeah. So, so I wanted to ask you, um, what are some of the things? Um, and you can say, I mean, you talked about sort of body, like aesthetic goals that mm-hmm. you wanted to achieve. What are some of the other things from an individual standpoint that training and exercise and varied activity, physical activity, has done for you? Well, I mean, I did the five by five to the point where, because I wasn't able, because the goal is to continue to increase your your weight mm-hmm. every single time you do it. And if you can't, there's a protocol for resting in between to be right. able to achieve you, the goals. I think you deload and stuff like that. Yeah, and, and yeah. there's different ways to do it. But it was getting mm-hmm. to the point where now this exercise, which at the beginning wasn't taking me very long to do, was this routine was now taking me a lot longer to be mm-hmm. able to do that. And that's when I went to you and I was like, look, I can't, I'm, I'm back up to like two hours at the gym and, and, <laughs> and just to be able to, you know, maintain that two and a half pound increase every mm-hmm. time I do it. And, mm-hmm. and so that's when you're like, well, hey, how about this? And then you, you introduced me to a CrossFit routine. And mm-hmm. I feel like the first one you did because it's in my workout program is like my inaugural CrossFit. Yes. And it's actually one of the ones I do, one of the wads, the workout of the day uh-huh. that I do the most. And it's the push press, kettlebell swing, burpee. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. It's like 10, 15, 5 or 10, no, 15, 10, 5, 5 sets or something like that. Okay. Um, And it killed me the first time. Yeah. And, and I keep track of it. My time gets better and you can increase the weight and mm-hmm. do all that stuff. But that started to get me to the point. I started to see results with that. I saw size gains with the mm-hmm. five by five. Right. But I didn't see the aesthetic changes. Right. 
the cuts and the, mm-hmm. you know, all that now, sort of stuff. I mean, I don't want this episode to be about nutrition because we're going to do that in a separate episode because it's, hu- it's also too. a huge, it's also a huge yes. topic, but, but your diet wasn't great. I was on the road a lot. You, you know, I needed to eat in the short time frames that I had available to mm-hmm. me. I was mm-hmm. away from home a lot. So it's not like yeah. I could pack lunches with me no. to go out. No, I'm not. I mean, I'm, Hey, I'm not judging. No, I'm no, just no. Saying. But, but you know. 10 15 years of of seasonal away from home on the roadness <laughs> um resulted in you know i think i'm responsible for at least a percentage increase in mcdonald's sales over the oh, years oh wow that's, yeah that's that was pretty significant that was my jam well mcdonald's are everywhere and it's easy and it's cheap and it's quick right so another day another day yeah yeah but the nutritional changes combined with this new training mm-hmm. uh, really helped me start to see the results. And and anybody who has done a diet or engaged in a new exor- exercise pro- program or anything like that, if you can see changes, mm-hmm. especially if you can see changes quickly, mm-hmm. it's a really strong psychological motivation Absolutely. for you. Yeah. Which is why a lot of the programs that, uh, you know, people enroll in because they're miracle, quote unquote, mm-hmm. If they yield results, some results really, really quickly to kind of get you hooked on them, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that's not necessarily the long-term best way to do it. Well, and this is the thing. If, if you start to see small changes fairly soon, and what I mean by soon is like within a month. Yeah. Um, then you know that something is is happening. And, and it, it was really cool to see your transition from this sort of mode of exercise that was just kind of keeping you on the edge, you know, just, just, just on this side, just on the rails, just on this side of, of healthy ish and fit ish, (laughs) right. To really getting to a point. So what does that do now? So let, let, let's just talk about now you now and the, and the shape that you're in now, what are some of the personal individual benefits that you're noticing so i've always been a fairly flexible person Mm -hmm. as a result of all those sports and stuff like that i kind of learned how to stretch and and do things i feel like that's just the way you're built most people that i know i'm pretty bendy you're very bendy (laughs) but what i have noticed besides the aesthetic changes and the size like the the muscle gain that i've seen in that way of working out my flexibility has gone has gotten much better. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was never terrible, but mm-hmm. it's gotten a lot better, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, doing yoga with you is, has helped that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that flexibility also makes things like fucking a lot, a lot more fun. That is not fun. an individual benefit. It is that a benefit. Is a couple benefit. We're going to... It is an individual benefit because <laughs> because I can fuck better if I'm more flexible. Oh, okay. So it's not about us. It's just about you being able to fuck better. Well, I mean, it? when we have sex, it is about us. Okay. But, but if I can fuck better, then it's even better for us. Okay. Right? All right. Just like if you're super flexible and bendy, it's great sure. too, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but it, 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 the consistency, the, the ability to do this in a way that doesn't take several hours of my day several times a week mm-hmm. has meant that it's easier for me to get consistent. Mm-hmm. And that consistency, I think more than anything else, has 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 helped me get to a point where 
I'm I feel like it's it's successful the training is working out right yeah any mental benefits emotional benefits I mean anything like that? there's a stress relief mm-hmm. you know, jacking off also helps relieve some stress <laughs> But you know, that's you can't a always, whole other episode. You can't always do that. No, not when your kids are around. No, no, they tend, they, yeah, you, know, it's, you don't it, like it's scarring for life is. A yeah, the, the yeah. authorities are called, and mm. you're a bad parent and stuff, yeah, right? So, but it's the kind of thing that I can, I can, I can take my kids into, into, and we're gonna get to the the idea of like a home gym. But I can, we can take, I can take my kids into the home gym, and work out with them, and make it part of our, part of our family time. I think it's huge and you have younger kids than I do and I think it's huge that they see you training mm-hmm. consistently as just a part of your day. Yeah, they don't care about the aesthetics cuz you're their parent and no, they they're always going to love you, know, you but not, yeah. but it's that it's that like making time and making a priority for doing these yeah, things. Yeah. Absolutely. Is, yeah, it's important. And and that and that it's it's not something that you do you know, I, I think I think the biggest problem, the, one of the biggest hurdles that people face with exercise, especially if it hasn't been a part of their life um, for a long time, is that they view it as a punishment. Yeah, it's time or away as from a drudge- the rest of their a life. drudgery. Yeah, and that that was a huge mind shift, where the i the idea that I train because I love my body, not because I hate it. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, the mental and the emotional benefits of training are so huge. And I, and, and I, I don't know if I really made this connection um, a long time ago, but um, having that eating disorder passed, mm-hmm. I think that the way that I train now and... and particularly Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and CrossFit, is that that shift of focus from what my body looks like to what it can do. Mm-hmm. That, that was such a huge, huge thing for me. And I think for women, um, there's so much pressure to look a certain way and that aesthetic is forced on so many women to look a certain way. Mm-hmm. With my daughter, I try because I'm very conscious of that, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I want to compliment my children when I think that they're doing things that are, you know, should receive praise. Mm-hmm. But I'm very conscious of the fact that, you know, telling my daughter that she's pretty or right. that she's beautiful can actually be reinforcing some things that can be very negative down mm-hmm. the road. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And instead, focusing on, you how know, hard how she's strong working. she's getting and how healthy she is, kind of conveying a similar message but doing it in a way that she's not going to feel bad about if she's not achieving right right like it's the fact that she's putting the time in she she seems she's always the last one left in the gym oh yeah she she loves being the the only kid left in the gym (laughs) the boys finish and then she's she's left there and and yeah it's it's and it's nice to have that kind of connection because I hope as she gets older and you know becomes a teenager and whatever if she ends up running into body image issues or mm-hmm. anything along those lines that that past and that history that we've developed of you know working out together and stuff like that mm-hmm. will make it easier for her to talk to me if she needs to talk to somebody about that. Absolutely. And I you know I think that's so huge. 
um, and for young men as well. I, mm. I don't I don't mean to leave to leave boys out of the equation because I think it's important for them too to become connected to their yeah. body and that it's not just about what they look like. Yeah. Um, it is quite literally training is quite literally my therapy. And there's different things that the different modes of exercise do for me. Yeah. So I've been lifting since I was 19 years old. So I can do it without thinking too hard about right. it. Your form I, is good. I and... don't have I don't have mirrors in my gym. I don't have anything like that because I can feel whether I'm doing something properly mm. or not. Um, and so my mind is blank. I can and. Uh, I don't need to think about what I'm doing. I can just do it. And so as a result, I have some of my best, I do some of my best thinking when I'm lifting. Right. I have my best ideas. I I always have my phone or something because like, oh, and I'll, you know. Make notes. When I'm done, I'll, I'll, I'll take something down. That's where I do all my best thinking. On the other end of the spectrum with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, you can't, that is where my focus is built. Right. Is in Jiu-Jitsu. Because, and you know what this is like, you've, you've, you know, you and I are starting to train a little bit more together with that. And yeah, I got a new gi. Yes. Oh my God. So exciting. New gi day. There is no day like new gi day is the best day (laughs) ever. Oh my God. It's so pretty. Um, and so I think you can agree with me that when you're training jujitsu, you need to think about nothing but jujitsu. Otherwise you get choked the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah, you can't let your mind wander. No. Like, because then you're leaving space and somebody's gonna, somebody knows what they're doing is going to capitalize on yeah, it. Yeah, and that's and I feel like, you know, even at this level, it's like, I have to wait for somebody to make a mistake before I can get something. But yeah. you, that is where focus is built. Yeah. And so I really feel like, you know, being able to sit with a task and look at it in a way that doesn't make it positive or negative, it just is. And you start to train, your brain starts to learn to look at things. It's like, well, this is happening. You can do A, B, C, or D. Right. Right? And that that was such a, a, a crazy benefit of jujitsu that I never saw coming. Like the first time, you know, somebody tried to choke me unconscious or break my arm and it's like, holy shit, I, you know... But this is a good friend of mine. Like, these are my jujitsu brothers yeah, and sisters. They're not He's trying like, to hurt you. But, no, but, but they are, if you don't tap, you're going to be knocked out. Right. But yeah. it's like, so you start to see things not as positive or negative, just neutral. This is what's happening. Yeah. And it's like, okay, what are my options here? I have this escape. I have this escape. I can do this. I can do that. And so after a while, you start seeing your entire world that way. So you know how people are like, you know, why does everything happen to me? Why all these shitty things happen to me? And when you start to train jujitsu, you start to see things more as they just are. And what am I going to do about it? This thing is happening right now. I can freak out about it. I can panic. I can, I can make myself a victim in my own life, or I can look at my options and choose one and execute. And that was such a that was such a, a, a an amazing change mm-hmm. in my life. That's when that's when you I started to feel really powerful in my own life. Was when I I my brain kind of made that switch over. And I've only ever known you since jujitsu has been, yeah, been in your yeah. life. I never knew yeah. you before that, so I find it hard to not to imagine you not the way you are right now because you have this, and we've talked about it before, but you have this kind of 
quiet confidence about you when you walk into a room or when you're in these places that somebody that is a woman and that is your size, you don't generally see Mm. because there's this confidence that you know that you can handle yourself if most shit that could go down goes down. And I uh, thank you for that. And I think that's what confidence is really that, that, that true confidence, the confidence that comes from doing hard shit and scary shit and challenging things Mm -hmm is that you no longer feel like you need to control everything in your life Mm -hmm. and worry about what's going to happen and what's not going to happen because you know that whatever happens, you can handle that shit. Yeah. And that's when you really have, you can really start to enjoy your life. Yeah. And that's what, I think that's what fitness and training has brought me, a real, a, a, a next level joy about, an excitement about life. And I think that's one of the things that, that attracted me to you is that I recognize that same kind of mindset mm-hmm. in you. Um, training gets you comfortable with discomfort. Yeah. One of the things that used to drive me crazy about my clients and, you know, God love them. They're just, you know, <laughs> they needed help. And I, you know, <laughs> they I may, were trying I may or may not have been the right person to help them, yeah. but um, they were never used to, um, their their respiratory rate going up, their skin flushing, mm-hmm. sweating, their heart rate increasing. They thought they were dying. Yeah, I'm having a heart attack. And it's like you're not. You're, you're just not. you're fine. And <laughs> and so all of these different modes of training, you get used to being uncomfortable. Yeah. And then and you realize it's okay. That's okay that I'm gonna be that I'm I'm uncomfortable because I'll get through it and it'll be fine. And I think that it's just, that's a really important lesson of being comfortable with discomfort. Hmm. That also results in confidence that you can move around and through novel environments and novel situations and be like, yeah, this is cool. I can deal with this, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Exercise is literally the single best thing that you can do for your health. It has positive effects on every system in your body. Too many people think about our bodies as like ice cube trays. Right. You know, you take stuff for your brain, you do stuff for your heart, you do stuff for your kidneys, you do stuff for your legs, you do, right? And I think that like you do stuff for your gut health. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't understand we're not compartmentalized. We yeah. are a systemic organism. And so training and being strong and being healthy and having a healthy circulatory system and cardiovascular system and muscular system and skeletal system benefits everything. Mm-hmm. It literally improves every system and every health indicator. The only... the. the and maybe they're doing more studies, but it seems like there's only a couple of conditions that exist that exercise doesn't benefit. And it seems to be like, um, like prostate cancer and I think one other type of, of cancer, but the rest of them, other cancers and, and, you know, diabetes, um, mood disorders, heart disease, high blood pressure, like what, what have you exercise will improve those things. Right. Mm -hmm. So something that is that 
effective and that beneficial um how can you how can you say i'm just gonna continue to lie here Mm. like it's Mm -hmm. um so let me ask you this then how do you think your training my training and our training has benefited us as a couple and you kind of alluded to the fact that there's a lot more like gymnastics in the well, I mean, I don't want people to think that we're swinging from the rafters, uh, because. But but I think you that you don't have rafters. No, but I think that even something as simple as like just having your hip flexors being, you know, more flexible. Yeah, more 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 flexible. More flexing. Yeah, the hips flex more. <laughs> As as a, as somebody who does the majority of the penetration, mm-hmm. you know that motion for now, for now. Yeah, but that motion, <laughs> that motion, you know, it 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 you you can sustain it for a longer period of time mm-hmm. without fatigue. I can be on top for longer, right? And and if you're trying to achieve a particular type of orgasm or uh, increase a certain sensation, mm-hmm. sometimes. Repetition is important mm-hmm. to that and sustained repetition or sustained movement in a particular way is going to help you achieve that. And I don't think that there's anything more frustrating than realizing that you're doing something for your partner that is amazing and you can tell that it's working and it's getting them to an amazing spot and then you just physically aren't able to continue, to continue in that right. way. Yeah. And even just taking a, a fraction of a second break may be the thing that just stops the whole process from happening and i don't ever want to be in that situation where if i found something that was working for you really really well i want to take it to whatever conclusion it's going to go to now Mm -hmm. it's always possible that you'll just be like no okay this is and let's do something different and that's Mm -hmm. fine Mm -hmm. but i want i want it to be something that that you're deciding and not because of my inability to do that Mm -hmm. Uh, and i also think that we found early on that being physical together, not just like sexual, but mm-hmm. being physically active together mm-hmm. was something that we both really, really enjoyed. And it also helps with that perception of your partner in terms of like, if you see your partner scale a wall or run up some stairs a bunch of times or yeah. lift a heavy weight or do something, there's this admiration in the way you see them. Like, look at how capable they are. Absolutely. Right. And I think that helps to reinforce your desire for them when yes. you see them achieving things. Absolutely. Whether, I mean, in physical stuff like exercise or, you know, watching your partner cook a really badass meal for you. And, and I'd rather see you scale a wall. Uh, that's true too. But we can you, order food. We can order food, but, <laughs> but I make some very delicious food. You, for do, us, you, you do. You do. And you do as well. Right. So mm-hmm. I can make a mean sandwich. Yeah. The best sandwich. <laughs> um, so, like I was saying before, exercise, like the body is not an ice cube tray. Right. And when you, when your body becomes accustomed to um, increased blood flow and oxygen flow, it actually does increase um, your ability to achieve orgasm. It makes your orgasms bigger. Sure. Blood flow is important. Intense. Super important. And especially for men because poor circulatory um, systems are to blame for a lot of ED. Right, a lot of erectile dysfunction. And again, what a lot of people don't understand is that that's systemic. So they'll take a pill just to deal with that mm-hmm. before they'll try maybe getting into a little bit better shape and in- 
in, in improving their circulatory well, system. Because the pill is faster. It is faster. You have high blood pressure. Take, I don't know, Lipitor or whatever the blood pressure medication is, right. and then and then your blood your blood pressure goes down. Yeah, like that. Yeah. Whereas if you are going to address it more holistically with exercise and nutrition and stuff. You'll achieve those results, but it won't take you a few weeks of taking a pill. It could take you months or years to get to that position. Years, I don't know about that. But the thing is, is that there's so many benefits on top of that, right? Like yes, looking it's better, be feeling better. Just, it's going to be beyond that. Yeah. Um, for women, I can tell you that um, feeling good in your body and knowing that you're doing good things for your body increases your desire and you you want to have more sex if you feel good about yourself and that doesn't necessarily mean being skinny no or you know meeting some sort of ridiculous beauty ideal it's not about that it's about oxygen going through your body about being strong about feeling fit and good about yourself the more the better you feel the more the better your sex drive is going to be oh a woman who is confident in her own body and is not hung up on the things that she perceives as negatives Mm -hmm. is always going to appear more desirable and sexy Mm -hmm. than a woman who may have all those characteristics but is hung up on something doesn't like the way their elbow looks or i don't know whatever it is but like like a skinny a skinny hot girl that is that is obsessed with something negative about her body that really she's the only one that perceives is mm-hmm. is not going to be more fun than a woman who maybe doesn't have the same body type but is comfortable and confident and absolutely skin. yeah i'll take that absolutely um exercise is an incredible stress reliever mm-hmm. and stress fucks your sex drive mm-hmm. completely and i think a lot of people are understanding that and seeing the effects of that yeah. with COVID. Yep. Um, I see study after study after study of people that are having less sex. Yeah. And yeah, that you know, baby that, boom of us being all locked in, in no, together is probably not going to happen. Most no. people are finding out. And we were talking about how um, we're having a great time <laughs> staying home and fucking. And part of that is because you know we're spending time together and whether we're together or apart when we're together we're training together so it's like we do we do um crossfit one day and then yoga the next day and you know it's it's feeling there was one time i don't know if you remember this sometimes we do um yin yoga which is awesome because you you get into these poses and you hold them for like Stretches two minutes. Stretches you the fuck out. And, and you can literally, you're breathing and it's sort of meditative all at the same time. And you can feel your muscles release throughout that two minutes. And then remember that time we went and had a shower and then we had sex after that and it was fucking insane. Yeah, it was I think really good. Because we were just in su- such an amazingly de-stressed, relaxed state. Mm-hmm. It was awesome like and I, I just feel like we should do this every time okay so let's 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 stop this and let's go do some yoga and, and have a shower and yeah and go fuck um i think you're i think what you were alluding to before that attraction for your partner again not because they're meeting any kind of ridiculous 
you know, aesthetic ideal or, or body shape ideal. But the fact that you're doing that together and doing something good for your bodies together, mm-hmm. it, it, it turns so much into foreplay for me with you mm-hmm. when we go climbing or we go hiking or we, we go to the gym together or we do yoga together or, and, and it's, or, or, um, go and do stairs or whatever it is that we're doing. It's such a, it's such a turn on for me to do something physical together yeah. because it's fun and it it's is. playful and it's an adventure together and it's doing something healthy and it's getting those endorphins pumping yeah. and the blood pumping and maybe it's something a little bit different. So there's that excitement and that novelty and that variety there too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we do a, a, a good variety of activities together and I think it's only been advantageous for our sex life and for our desire levels and attraction levels and sex drives. Like it's, you know, it's really, really awesome to do stuff like that with you. Mm. Like a couple of weeks ago, we went for like three hour hike uphill. Yeah. It was, it was, it was not, I mean, there were some rugged parts to it, but it was, it was a good, it was a good hike. Good three hour, three and a half hour hike. Like that was some beautiful wilderness. Yeah. Really, really stunning stuff. And, and that's the thing, like, we and I appreciate what you said before about me sort of transitioning you and never making you feel like no, you never were the food police or the training police or the training police. You've always been encouraging without being shamey or judgy about about what I was or wasn't doing. I think we motivate each other, and I think that couples that are able to do that without shaming the other one or making the other one feel shitty um and they actually there was a study that i saw not too long ago about how couples that actually do the same program together versus like they go to the gym together physically and then one goes over here Mm -hmm. and one goes over there that doesn't seem to work as well no that was my experience and 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 crossfit actually has quite a few like partner style workouts and things like that yeah we have we've done a couple of them yeah but but we're 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 kind of in the same space anyway when we do that yeah yeah we're not yeah did, did you want to talk a little bit about sort of the explosion of home fitness and how you got in front of that well, yeah. I mean, you you affectionately call your workout space your cave, mm-hmm. right? And I have a garage gym. A garage gym, yeah. That I've had for almost 15 years. Yeah, cuz you trained clients in it and and stuff, didn't you? Uh, yeah, there were a couple. A couple yeah. I did, yeah. And and when I was my the gym that I belonged to was out where I lived, which is not near you, and so when I was spending time with you, I didn't have access to my gym, so I would use your cave. And when I got my the place I'm living in now, I'd made a commitment and put aside some budget to to buy um, a squat rack and some kettlebells and some weights and barbells and you know mm-hmm. a bench and basically battle ropes everything and you stuff. needed to do your work. everything I could yeah. do some body weight stuff, but also to do some some weight some strength based training. And this was about six. I moved in well, about six or seven months before COVID. Yeah, you moved, yeah, yeah. So I had it all up and running, fully functional, <laughs> yeah. everything. I bought it a you couple had a months heater, before. I had a heater had... in there for the winter time, and everything was good. And then COVID hit, and yeah. everything shut down. Yeah. And there were a lot of people whose only source of exercise was going to a gym, and these right. gyms were closed. Right, right. And it became, you know, people realized, hey, I, you know, I'm stuck at home. I should do things to work, and and mm-hmm. started buying up all the gym equipment, and everybody who makes 
home-based gym equipment and even professional level gym equipment Mm -hmm. were sold out by the time you got to like april yeah you couldn't get anything you couldn't even buy dumbbells like it just anything and and people were basically scalping it on like reseller websites yeah there's a special place in hell for people that are scalping like rusty fucking dumbbells and shit yeah and and charging several dollars per pound for 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 something that you know pre-pandemic levels was less than a dollar a pound right right? right, so um but it made i mean i I had no idea. Nobody had any idea that that that, no, that, that it was no. going to go this way. No. But I that investment of a couple thousand dollars, you know, the equivalent of a year, a year and a half's gym membership, right? Um, meant that throughout the pandemic and the lockdowns and the stay at home orders and all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff, it meant that I could stay active until the weather was such that there were outdoor activities mm-hmm. that could be done. Mm-hmm. My children could stay active because, of course, all their extracurriculars were were shut down as yeah, a result of this. Yeah, they weren't going to school or anything. And, yeah, they weren't at school or anything like that. And it meant that, it, and it also meant that when you came to spend time at my place, you didn't have to interrupt. You didn't have to make the, the calculation of, am I going to go spend time with Dante or am I going to work out? <laughs> You could do both, right? <laughs> right, right you right. could continue your training and all those, those mm. sorts of things mm-hmm. there. And yeah, and you know, my YouTube feed is filled with garage gym equipment <laughs> reviews and all that sort of stuff, which has been very, very useful as I as I think about the next pieces I want to add to my to my home gym. But there's something amazing about the fact that I can, um, you know, my kids can be here in the living room. Mm-hmm. doing something and I can have the door to my garage open so I can keep an ear out for them. Mm-hmm. I can do a 20 minute, 25 minute workout, yep. be available for them and put right. out, you know, fires if the kids are fighting or whatever. And I can, I can do that and still get my, still maintain my physical health and my, and my training. And show them how important that is and to yeah, make like that I'm a gonna, priority. Yeah. And, and I'll yeah. say to them, I'm going out to, I call it the cave as well. As I'm going out to the cave, <laughs> you guys need me. This is where I am. The cave 2.0. The cave 2.0. And I make sure that they're all set up and everything's fine. Yeah. And it's not this giant production of like packing everybody, especially no, in the dead of winter, no. oh right? God, yeah, packing people into the, in, into the, into the car, driving. And now it's even <sighs> crazier. Like you have to like make an appointment oh, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And I couldn't even imagine you trying to get three kids ready to get to the gym for a certain time. No, and like if you have, and if you have extreme weather, it's, it's mm-hmm. in the wintertime, it's snowy or it's really, really cold. Yeah. All of that, that just goes away. All I got to do now is just throw my heater on. Yeah. A little bit of advance notice. Okay, I'm going to work out and it's yeah. going to take a couple hours for the gym to heat up. Then I throw my heater on and then, and then I go out kind of thing. Like that's. And, and it's really, it's really been amazing to see like I, I mean, like I said, I've I've had my garage gym set up since 2006, so it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. And my kids were kind of a li- only a little bit older than yeah, your kids are now. Minor, yeah. And same kind of thing. Like I didn't have to make a huge production out Uh-oh. of getting my workout in. And so many people would say to me, I don't know how you do that. I have to go to the gym. I have to be there. I have to be around other people. A lot of people feel like they need that switch in their environment to be able to be effective. And I think they all believe that. That was something that they told themselves. Yeah. Because the investment in a garage gym seems so large. And then it's amazing what happens when people have no choice. Yeah. Right? I mean, people were like converting their balconies into yeah. gyms, gym spaces yeah, and turning their living rooms into yoga studios. And, you know, and, and, and I think, I mean, I, when I do yoga in my living room, I throw the fireplace on, mm-hmm. just to heat it up a little bit, mm-hmm. just to make it a little warmer. And it's amazing what you can achieve at home. 
all you need is, you know, your brain to get your, to get around the fact that this is something that I do. This is something that I do for me. It's not a punishment. It's not a drudgery. It's a treat. What do you think is going to happen to all those gyms? Big box gyms? Big box gyms. The ones that are in those big strip mall plazas yeah. that have, you know, I mean, 40, 50, 60,000 square feet of gym space. I mean, the gym you used to go to was uh, like... It was like a country club. It was almost. gorgeous. It was I gorgeous. Loved it. They had a pool. They had a hot tub. They had incredible change rooms with like steam rooms. Yeah, and, eucalyptus steam showers yeah, and hot like, tubs in the change um, room. You know, they had they had sort of a hit floor mm-hmm. where you could go and do CrossFit style training. Turf and you Turf know, powerlifting and, and, stuff, and, and, and like the platforms where you could drop barbells and stuff like that. Um, it was beautiful, but I. And and gyms have opened up again around here. I, yeah. I I don't belong to one, so I don't know exactly how it works. But it looks like you have to make an appointment, and you go there, and and you get all your stuff. And um, I really don't know how long that will last. Mm. I think now that people realize that they are capable, and it's actually quite inexpensive to get your shit set up at home. Yeah. Um, I really think that more people will continue to do that. Yeah. Um, and I know, you know, with jujitsu, um, a lot of people decided to mat a room in their in that's, their that's house. That's another thing you can't get right now are you decent can't. decent athletic mats like no, that. No, they are all sold out everywhere. And arts yeah, and yeah. I was lucky enough. I got some like cast off wrestling mats a few years back, and so now I have the cave and the dungeon. Mm-hmm. So the dungeon is <laughs> is for um, jujitsu rolling and and training and stuff like that and mm-hmm. and that's a really nice thing to have as well um in my home yeah um because it's it's going to be a while yet before our jiu-jitsu gyms are back to normal um so it's a nice way to kind of keep the swiss army knife kind of sharp yeah um with with drilling and training and stuff like that um what do you think are the some of the biggest obstacles for people that are struggling to start an exercise program or to maintain an exercise program? I think for a lot of people who don't have somebody in-house who's an expert on... Like you do? Well, like I am fortunate enough to have. <laughs> or even just a close family member who, who mm-hmm. knows these things, right? Right. I think the the problem is is that there's a lot of conflicting information out there. Oh my god! About there's so many trendy the programs. wellness industrial pro, the fitness industrial complex is absolutely disgusting. Yeah, and it's gross. and and I think that that overwhelms a lot of people. Absolutely, yeah. And that's it's that same thing. It's that paradox of choice, right? There's oh, so yeah. many yeah. options out there. Mm-hmm. You're you're paralyzed trying to. Figure out which option to take. People ask me all the time, they go, what do you do? Like, what's the best workout? What do you do? And I go, you don't want to fucking do what I do. No. Like, what I do sucks. Yeah, you need to be disciplined with the yeah. amount of calories you take in every day so, and, and so the I, amount of work that I, you do. I think you're absolutely right. People are kind of paralyzed as far as like, what do I do? Yeah. And I would say to that, find something you like. Like, when people ask me, what's the best workout? The one you're going to do. Yeah, because it doesn't matter how great it is. If you're no. going to do it for two weeks and then never do it again, no. it sucks. Uh, yeah, it's not going to work yeah. for you. You have to find something that you like. This is not something that's this is not something that's established and, and works over weeks. 
It's something that works over months and mm-hmm. years. It has taken me years to build the physique that I have. Yeah. And it's very impressive. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And and I think I think with I think the other thing that people have to overcome is a lot of people think that the only way for something to be effective is if it's very very expensive or so difficult you, or difficult. So you go to a gym mm-hmm. and there's you know 30 treadmills there and mm-hmm. each one of those treadmills cuz they're commercially rated cost thousands of dollars mm-hmm. and then you go mm-hmm. to the you go to the machine section of the gym and you have all these machines that are micro targeted to to right. very specific <laughs> Parts of your body. The tricep machine. Yeah, right. Or the calf machine or, <laughs> or you know, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and the shoulder press or the decline mm-hmm. press and all. And people go, I need all of these things to be able to accomplish right. my workout. Which, of course, when they get their free personal training session or if they sign up for personal training, mm-hmm. they get a program that's customized around the machines and equipment that's available at the gym. And I think for a lot of people, myself included, you feel like, you can't achieve the same sort of results at home right. as you can at, at a gym with all these machines but and equipment. But they've been lying to you. But you can put a cool speaker in your in your in your <laughs> home gym, so you yeah. can thump your music, mm-hmm. right? Which you get to choose, and right. now you don't need to be running around with headphones Thank on, God. right? Um, okay, if the gym is where you go to pick up. Uh, your 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 next sex partner then 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 make your appointment and go yeah exactly but but if you're there to try and get fit mm-hmm. i think i think with a modest investment especially in the grand scheme of things because mm-hmm. as much as my gym cost me the equivalent of uh, about a 18 months of gym membership at my old gym it's going to last far longer than 18 months. Oh, absolutely. And once I hit that 18-month mark, now all of a sudden I'm now, saving and money. And then it's paid for. Right. Yeah. Or yeah. I can then put some of that, what would be the monthly membership into mm-hmm. buying more equipment or more pieces yeah. and things like that to, to build it out. I, I think that's a great point that you make, that that the gym industry is really, really good at telling you what's wrong with you and then how they're the only ones that can fix it. Oh, man. Those complimentary like training sessions you yeah. have to take before they'll let you work out in the gym. We had a friend just... of ours. We had a friend of ours who's like oh, super worst. fit. She's an outdoor climber. Like she hikes like a motherfucker. She's like she's super fit. And she went to the gym. She wanted to join the gym just to sort of complement her other activities. And they didn't all they did was tell her how to lose weight. And she's like, I'm not here to lose weight. Yeah, they're like, you I'm... need to lose nine pounds. She's like, no, I don't. And here's how much it's going to cost you to lose. Yeah, they said something like, that's only $18 a pound. And she's like, I don't, I'm not here to fucking lose weight. It was so infuriating. Mm -hmm. But, um, and, and so I think, I think it's important that people understand that, that you don't need to have all of that equipment in your house to be fit and to be healthy. Um, so I, I think that's a great point that once you understand enough about how training works and and the different exercise and i think there's so much great content out there on youtube and instagram and that you can both paid and and free Mm -hmm. that you can again like if you look at how much a gym membership is to go and sign up for a program on Instagram or on YouTube, yeah. you know, like on it or something like that. You that's... could support these independent creators yes. and still save money. Yeah, and get and get some really, really well designed training programs. 
Um, the time thing, I think we've kind of addressed where there's different types of um, compound, full body, hit training style workouts that you can get the whole thing done in yeah. like 10, 15, 20 minutes. And it doesn't take out. But again, like, what is your body worth? Like, what kind of time yeah. is your body worth? Um, something that I've personally done for a long time, as long as I've had my cave, basically, I have a journal. I have a training journal. Yeah, I have the same. And I know yours is on your phone. Yeah, but I have the original like notebooks from like the mid '90s working out in the gym. Really, eh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and I still use I still use like little you know coil notebooks mm-hmm. where I will literally look at my week and go, okay, what's going on with my week this week? Okay, well, this is what I need to have. This is what I need to do. This is these are the places I need to be. And so I schedule my workouts in between all that. Okay, this day I'm going to do a wad. This day I'm going to do yoga. This day I'm going to yeah. do jujitsu. This day I'm going to do this. And it's all. It, and there's something about having it written down. I very rarely skip. Yeah. Um, it's like an appointment you make with yourself. It's become for you a way of life. Absolutely. And it's not, like you say, it's not about punishing yourself. It's something you do to reward yourself. Absolutely. To go and do that. And I can tell when life has been getting in the way. <laughs> it's like, you go out to the cave and I'm get a good sweat on. I'm not very much fun. Yeah. Get a good sweat on. Come how, long, gonna... how long can I go without training before I get grumpy? Ooh, just a couple of days. At the most. Yeah. 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 I have to do something. So even even when we're away, when we go on a holiday somewhere mm. else, we work in time to do something. Well, um, that place that we went to in Costa Rica, like they had a, they had like they had a little CrossFit, they gym. Had a little CrossFit gym, like like outside under the bridge that on that, the entrance. It was so great. It was cool, and they had a yoga space, yeah, which was so great. Yeah. And to be able to incorporate that into our holiday time. You know, it it is literally part of our lives, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, and having you as a workout buddy, um, if you're going to have a workout buddy, that is really helpful, but make sure it's somebody reliable, not somebody who's going to flake on you all the time. Flakes are not going to help you. No, because it's like, you know what, why don't we just do this? And you go, okay, if you're all ready and if you're the motivated one and you're trying to motivate your flaky friend all the time, that's just going to be like frustrating as fuck especially if you're going to pay for classes or something that's relying on multiple people being yeah we had met friends of ours and and she was talking about you know because sometimes because personal training is expensive and so sometimes if you share it with a friend yeah you do like small group classes and things yeah and you can and it's a little bit less expensive if you're sharing it but if that person isn't showing up and then this person is like not only out of a workout but out that money and it's like what the fuck like be reliable be a good workout buddy and i find you're great we we motivate each other and encourage each other and it's like okay you know what let's do this thing and sometimes we do need a rest day yeah so resting is super super important i don't plan rest days no. in my little journal you just see how you're doing i just know i just know. when i wake up in the morning and i it's depending on how my body feels and where my brain is sometimes it's like you know what i'm just gonna do a meditation today but this is the thing and and when you talk about your rest days Mm -hmm. you can let your body rest just by virtue of doing something different absolutely like if you if we've had a heavy week if you've had a heavy week of Mm -hmm. jujitsu and lifting Mm -hmm. yoga can be something that you do that is restful for your body and for your mind but still keeps you 
keeps your body active and engaged. Or even right? if we just go for a walk yeah. or yeah, yeah. doing doing something like that hike was a great change. Yeah. And and you're right. And and varying the activities that you do is a great way to keep yourself interested. Yeah. And it's a great way to avoid injury too because Absolutely. you know the idea it's kind of an 80s term but like the idea of cross training where you're not using the same muscles over and over yeah. and the same joints over and over and over again. That's how people get hurt. Mm-hmm. The more you vary the things that you do, it increases your physical literacy, which is literally your body's ability to adapt to new right. physical environments. Um, and that's kind of a cool thing too. That's what makes that so sexy is that when you are at that level of fitness, you can try something new and still be relatively good at it mm-hmm. and not feel like a fish out of water mm-hmm. and not feel like a total spaz, right? Mm-hmm. Um, still anything sport related, I'm like, nope, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> so we stay out of there. But um, it uh, it has certainly only enhanced my life and I think your life mm-hmm. and absolutely our life together. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, from a from a... A connection standpoint that that that's one thing one more point i'll make before we go um when you are doing something physical sometimes those really difficult conversations are easier to have you know in our in our uh we were on a break episode and you talked about that horrible conversation we had to have on our long walk to gelato yeah i think that would have been a an even more difficult, if oh. not impossible conversation to have yeah, yeah. if we weren't doing something physical. Yeah, if we were sitting on the couch we, across from each other, oh that would have been brutal. Been brutal oh brutal. my God. But, but that's the thing. We were walking and talking and, and again, oxygen flowing to the brain, which is important when you're having those kinds of tough conversations. And I think it only made, makes things better when we're able yeah. to have those tough conversations and have something physical going on it's kind of like shoulder to shoulder talking versus face to face talking right sometimes those tough conversations are easier to have when you're shoulder to shoulder Mm -hmm. and you can act you can you know take that euphemism as far as you want (laughs) or that analogy as far as you want where it's like you're both heading in the right direction it's just a bit of a tough road right yeah so yeah um anything you'd like to add before we no, I say goodbye. We, we already trained today, but now I feel like I want to go back up to the cave. I think for... you want to do some more meditative yoga. Maybe. See how that I goes. don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so how can people get a hold of us? Uh, well, you can go to our website, cheatingonfear.com. Mm-hmm. Email us info at cheatingonfear.com mm-hmm. and on Instagram and Twitter at cheatingonfear. And we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash cheating on fear. Yeah, there's there's lots of uh, cool extras on there. Yeah, we're working on our side pieces. Yeah. That that are available for our Patreon supporters. So and check some, out Patreon. And we're working on some merch too. So yeah, that's coming. keep an eye out for that. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Dante. Thanks, B. Let's go do some yoga. Yeah, let's go. All right, see you next time. Bye. Bye.